0: hello uh, welcome to the i am the code podcast i'm your host uh, Jam. happy friday i really hope you're having a wonderful time the sun is coming down a little bit so it's a bit fresher here in london when i'm calling you right now so thank you so much for all you do for i am the code and i love the feedbacks thank you so much I enjoyed listening to Yasmin last week. She's really a remarkable woman. If you haven't listened to her podcast, please go ahead and make sure you tune in. I've learned quite a lot on justice and equality. Really fascinating subject. Each time you support I Am The Code, you're elevating young women and girls globally. And I'm pleased to let you know that the girls have just gained another 50 mentors globally. It's really beautiful. People are coming forward, giving their time. Sometimes it takes one hour a week. One single hour. If you have one hour a week to spare Please join I am the code. We need your support Mentoring is absolutely crucial Young boys and girls growing up across the world need guidance They need someone to mentor them someone teaching them how to speak well how to be respectful How to maintain their dignity and honor no matter what you go through in life never break relationships maintain them because connections are your wealth if you're a young person listening to this podcast please make sure next couple of weeks you join my life hacks i will do my best to guide you on how to become a better leader how to listen how to share how to bring empathy compassion and kindness in all you do I will help you discover your purpose. I just want to share that because I think so many young people are lost right now and they're looking for help. It has been a very busy month at I Am the Court, I must tell you. Challenging. Finding the right people to work for I Am the Court is really hard. But I'm sure we're gonna get the right people working for our organization. I'm also glad things are getting better for some people. But let's remember COVID is still here. People are dying, people are losing their businesses, they're losing their friends, their parents. Let's help each other be more kind, compassionate, and support people in need. I've been keeping healthy, and I really hope you are keeping healthy too. I go to the gym now quite a lot during the week, just to keep my mind occupied, but also I wanna keep healthy so I can serve the girls. The durability of our mentoring program is only 12 weeks. If you can spare one hour a week, we really appreciate this. I hope you can join us in September to mentor our girls. My guest this week is Lucas Brown. He's the council of Belo Horizonte in the state of Minas Gerais in Brazil. I met Lucas a couple of years ago and I was so impressed with the work he does in Brazil. He was born in Oxford graduated in politics and sociology in Latin America with Spanish at the University of Liverpool. He's doing amazing work the UK government in Brazil, doing great great work with his team there. Lucas worked in supply chain in the automotive sector, leading projects in various countries before joining the UK government. I really liked him because I think he understood the power of I am the code, coding, STEM subjects, how do you bring people together to make sure We bring more empathy, compassion and elevate humanity. I love talking to him and I I enjoyed my session with him in Belo Horizonte. We talked about several things, including his upbringing, why he's in Brazil, why did he choose to work there and his future uh, moving forward. Enjoy the conversation and I will see you on the other side. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for joining me this Friday this is part one of my conversation with my awesome amazing beautiful guests season five is coming don't worry and i've got so many wonderful human beings i've invited for you to learn from and just hear them out just like my guest today lucas brown he's calling all the way from brazil lucas how are you are you there
1: I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm all right. As the British always say, we're doing all right. How are you?
0: I am good. It's very hot. We're absolutely fine here. Is it hot in Brazil too?
1: So we're in the winter, but the winters here in Belo Horizonte are lovely. It's chilly in the morning, but it's just a cloudless blue sky in the afternoons and it hits about 25. So it's not really that bad a winter. As a Brit, I cannot complain.
0: But let me tell you why we invited you on the I Am Record podcast. I think you've done two remarkable things, and I really think that we need to celebrate you. You are uh, remarkable and doing wonderful work on the ground in Belo Horizonte. But let me tell you, I think, um, you know, I really love the fact that when I was coming to Belo Horizonte, of course, you know, with this conference that was uh, organized by one of the women entrepreneurs and you kindly sponsored, I was really looked after very well. But also your presence, like you really supported this uh, women entrepreneur that, that really, you know, catch my attention. Your presence, your kindness, your politeness was really beautiful. Thank you for that. And the second component, I think, is that the fact that you value partners like us, I am the code and coming to Brazil to elevate these women who need our support. They need our help. Women in Brazil are really suffering right now with COVID-19. And I love the fact that you support women, minors, really supportive. Thank you to see the work you are doing, but also to see the work those women were doing. It was really brilliant, really fantastic. So for that, I just want to say thank you. Lucas Brown, welcome to the I Am the code podcast. We're very pleased to have you here.
1: Thank you so much Maria. If I could just say that it's it feels like such a long time ago when you were here, doesn't it? I think the pandemic has really affected our memories and our how we how we feel the the space of time and everything, but I can remember it vividly. I had heard about you, invited to the event that you were going to speak at and I was just completely inspired by your speech, by your story. By your mission. I couldn't hold back the tears. I don't usually get so emotional. And having the opportunity to speak to you afterwards individually and exchange ideas and discuss what we're up to here in Bellodizanci, the opportunities for collaboration. I was completely inspired. And I think that- It's the most important thing about whether it's our work or what we do in life. We need inspiration. We need to have that motivating factor behind us to really put all our our effort into something. And what you do is beautiful. And I really hope that we can engage and I can see you again soon. And you can visit Brazil again and we can put into place what we were planning to do before the pandemic.
0: I know, absolutely. You do have an amazing story. I, When I think about it, you know, from Oxford and all the stuff you've been doing and now being in Brazil and, and serving as a consul of Belo Horizonte, it's really fascinating. You also have a wonderful team. I've met the women you work with.
1: In general, here in Brazil, it's been incredibly tough. I think that Brazil is a in- very country and lots of inequalities and the pandemic has... Has made those inequalities even more extreme. So, you know, someone who's privileged and in a situation like I am, where we were able to work from home and home office and all that, you know, it, it's the new sign of inequality in places like Brazil, where, you know, a, a proportion of the population were able to do that. But of course, the challenges that obviously those people had to overcome as well, whether they were having to homeschool children or take care of children whilst trying to work from home and and all of the mental health issues that have arisen but on the other side you know the extremes in terms of inequality of of the the poorer communities whether they weren't weren't, firstly in terms of jobs if you have a job but that you're not able to work from home unemployment has uh, risen sharply during the pandemic and what really gets me and i don't have kids yet but i do love children and what really is on my mind a lot these days is in terms of education, the, the inequalities of in- in education in Brazil, where the private schooling, potentially the families can afford computers, the schools and the, the teachers, they're all online. And of course, that is incredibly challenging. But in terms of public schooling, in terms of the municipal, the state schools, you know, we're talking about families that potentially don't have a computer at home. Mm-hmm. So what, what happens to these kids? Is it a lost year? This is something that's really on my mind and it's certainly something that I'm looking to engage in even more this next year in terms of work with education, specifically public education here in Brazil.
0: So amazing. Indeed, we talked about this before, you and I my heart bleed with what's happening in Brazil. It's really terrible. Lack of education, infrastructure, connectivity is absolutely terrible. But let me ask you, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Brazil, in Oxford? Can you tell our girls where did you grow up?
1: Yes, of course. In Portuguese, vira lata, which in, in English is mongrel. So I'm born and bred in the UK, but my mother is Brazilian, my dad is from New Zealand. They met in London and I was brought up by my mother, you know, speaking Portuguese at home and with, you know, a mixture of cultures. But as you know, Mariam, uh, the UK and especially Southeast of, of England is is very multicultural, right? And so I, I grew up with the majority of my friends, or many of my friends back at home also, children of immig- immigrants, so friends from all over the world and in a very multicultural, you know, not only society, but neighbourhood. I, I came to Brazil because I have a Brazilian passport, and I have dual nationality and I'm, I'm fluent in Portuguese. I came to Brazil for, because of a job opportunity after I graduated from uni- university. I went to university in Liverpool, which I know that you are also a big fan of that city. The Scousers, they are, they're one of a kind and incredible people, community spirits, sense of humor. And so I loved living in Liverpool. When I was at university, I did a year abroad in Colombia, in Bogota. I fell in love with Colombia as well. I hope I can go back soon, made lots of friends there. Beautiful country, amazing culture as well. But I moved out to Brazil because of a job after I graduated from university. I was actually struggling to find proper permanent jobs in the UK and then engaging, networking with people in Brazil. I met someone in Brazil who had a company and gave me an offer. and. I just packed my bags and got on first flight and I've, I'm still in Brazil. <laughs> so in a nutshell, that's kind of my story.
0: It's good that gender equality is there and you have women uh, working with you. It's, it's really beautiful. But I know you also been serving the UK government. May I ask if you are a diplomat? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right question I should ask you.
1: So I work for the government. I'm mm-hmm. in a diplomatic position, but I'm not a career diplomat, which is kind of funny. It's um I lead the consulate here, so I I am the, the consul here in the state of Minas Gerais in the city of Belo Horizonte, but I'm not a career diplomat. So that means that you know i'm planning to obviously be in this role for a few years i really want to leave a legacy just like my the former consul who opened the consulate here he, he he opened the consulate here and delivered an incredible legacy of uk government in this region and i would like to build upon his success and deliver a legacy as well onto my successor the next person that comes into this role but not nece- i'm not necessarily going to continue in the the government it's um, still not clear what my my career plans are, but let's wait and see. Lots of exciting work to come in the next few years.
0: You and I can always discuss, Lucas. By the way, can you just tell people where is Belo Horizonte? People may not know, you know. And I've been to that city. It's lovely. It's so beautiful. Please tell the girls where is Belo Horizonte.
1: I think the the vision of Brazil is it just isn't very clear internationally. I think Brazil doesn't they could do so much more of a better job in terms of showing what else there is to Brazil other than Rio de Janeiro, the beaches, the samba, the football. So Brazil is an absolutely huge country. It's continental size. And I'm in the state of Minas Gerais, which is landlocked. um, So it doesn't actually have beaches here. Unfortunately, because I love beaches, but it has beautiful mountains. We're in the mountain range. And you know, just to give you an idea of Minas Gerais, it's the fourth biggest state in Brazil. So it's not the top three biggest, but it's about the size of France. And it's, I like to say that it's in, it's the heart of Brazil. So it borders with six states and there's a little bit of this, those bordering states. It's a little bit of their culture kind of intertwines into Minas Gerais and here Belo Horizonte, which is the capital. It's like a melting pot. You can see a little bit of that culture of all of the different surrounding states. So whether it's the North with the border of Bahia and the and the slang that the Northeast Brazil uses, you can hear that here sometimes in Minas Gerais, or of the West of the more, it's a region that's much much stronger in terms of agriculture and the culture is much more in terms of the, the countryside. It's almost, mm-hmm. it, it can be compared in terms of like Texas in the States, it's kind of, uh, there are rodeos and there are cowboys. You can see that in Minas Gerais. And then it also borders with Rio de Janeiro. So if you go down to the, the Southeast of Brazil, you already hear the Rio, Rio de Janeiro accent. But it also borders with São Paulo, and São Paulo in Brazil is is the economic capital. I mean, it's the economic capital not only of Brazil but of, of Latin America, and and so there's a there's a strong collaboration and mix in terms of the cultures of all around, and and so that I think that's what makes Minas Gerais so special. And um, the people from Minas Gerais they're called mineiros, which literally means miners.
0: I remember us talking about this, right? Didn't we?
1: Yeah. So so Minas Gerais grew and became established because of the mining the mining sector. back in the 1700s and the 18th century really there was a huge boom because they found gold here. And you know if we're looking back you know centuries ago in the 1700s, the city of Oro Preto, which means black gold, it was the most populated city in Latin America. There were more people in Oro Preto than in New York in the 1700s. grew Minas Gerais, and it's in the name, Minas Gerais literally means general mines. So it's, you know, we'll get on to the, the subject of mining, I'm sure, but it, it's really in the DNA here in the state.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things I really loved about you is the fact that you understand the city. Belo Horizonte, beautiful city. But also you talk about poverty quite a lot. You know, the fact that we need to support people. And I think in your position of leadership is so beautiful. It's so important for you to talk about that. But let me ask you this question. How do we make sure we elevate humanity? You know, our team this season is elevating humanity, but there's vaccine inequality in Brazil. So many things is, got, is happening out there. Can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, what do you think we need to do to elevate? humanity people are suffering they're losing their jobs domestic violence so many many things people are losing their businesses you know i am the code we employ brazilian people and we try to make sure that they they stay with us right and so what do you think what do you think we need to do you know with the place you are right now
1: absolutely i think you're 100 correct and when your team told me about the theme of the season's podcast of elevating humanity i absolutely loved it because. In no way shape or form am i a specialist in this i've got some opinions but i'd love to discuss further with you mahiam i think that you know the pandemic we've we've learned a lot from the pandemic maybe learning from mistakes but there are certainly lessons learned right i think that we've already 16 months into the pandemic and one of the main things that i think that many people have learned is empathy whether that's continuing in your work and seeing other colleagues struggle or sitting in your communities and seeing either businesses break down and, and collapse and go broke, people losing their jobs. I think that one of the things that I'm an optimist, Mariam, I always see the glass as half full. So I, I really do strive to, to think about, you know, the, the good things and the low hanging fruit and what we can do to improve situations. I think that, of course, we're going through one of the, the most difficult times of our generation, right? And I think we're gonna be speaking about this for the rest of our lives. But one thing that I really do feel is that we've become more empathetic. I think that we we understand other people's situations much better. I think that, let's just say, in terms of our situation here at work, we didn't really speak about mental health before these mm-hmm. days, whether we're talking about private companies or government or wherever. Everyone is talking about mental health. Everyone understands that mental health is not just, you know, it's something that can occur to a, few, a very few of the the community. Mental health, there is so many different aspects of mental health and in different ways that people are starting to understand that. Depression as well, right? Absolutely. Depression in various dif- different forms. You know, people that potentially didn't even understand depression before are feeling it and are trying to understand themselves subjectively what that depression means to them and potentially. Many people were feeling depressed, but because the conversation wasn't strong enough, they they weren't able to recognise it. And so I think that is, I think that empathy has grown. I think that the discussion on mental health is incredibly important because I do think it affects all of us in many different ways.
0: Wow, that's really an amazing conversation. If you want to hear more from Lucas Brown, he is the council. Belo horizonte in the state of Gerais in brazil please make sure that you go into our podcast page to see when his episode number two is coming wonderful conversation about vaccine inequality we talked about you know the work he's doing on the ground all of that is coming very very soon and then don't forget to make sure that you tune in for marianne spire is coming also Alison stoner so much to tell you in the next couple of weeks before season fives arrives i'm not going to tell you more about it you have to go on our website on our social media to check these amazing people i will bring to you thank you so much and uh, i will see you very soon